Hey Fitness Business Secrets listeners. Today, we get to listen to the second part of my two-part interview with J.R. Spear. We get really into intro challenges. We go over a case study and how much you should charge and what you should include in an intro challenge since we have to remember that there's a specific goal for the challenge, which is to entice wow clients so they sign up for a more premium product. Also, we talk about a point system so that you can encourage and motivate your challengers without it taking up so much time. Now, something that can make your intro challenge really exciting and actually any challenge is a cash prize. So how do you make sure you do that while you still make some money for the time you put in? Also, we go over how to promote your challenge and how to actually get your most raving fans to become your best marketers. Finally, we go into more internet marketing, social media techniques that are non-paid. That's right. How to use Facebook groups, for example, to skyrocket your business. For example, JR in four months earned $189,000 from a company that made $0 with a whole new business model. And he did that mainly through Facebook groups. So you're going to learn that technique. Also, you're going to find out the 7x7 grid that JR uses to plan his social media strategy. There's so many good tidbits in this. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches, get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Today, our guest is J.R. Spear. He's an online personal trainer that gets tons of people in for his fitness challenge. But that's not his focus. He just loves fitness. I mean, he had a couple of gyms before, a martial arts studio, and he's an Iraq veteran. So he has a lot of accomplishments under his belt. What he's doing today is he's coaching other PTs on how to grow their online business through marketing funnels. And he's helped clients grow from, let's say, just a few clients to 50 to 60 in just a month with things like an intro challenge. In addition, he's an Iraqi veteran who survived a suicide bombing. In part one of my two-part interview, you get to actually hear what he went through. What's interesting is that he's pulled a lot of lessons from that experience and being in the military. That's really brought him a lot of success in his business life. So during the challenge, how does the client know what to do if they're not getting emails? Do they get like a book? in the beginning and then they just show up for a Facebook Live or something every uh, week for the connection part? So all my clients have do, do something totally different. Like they would create uh, a challenge guide, whether PDFs that it could be, here's your nutrition guide and here's your, your workout guide or exercise guide. Or like for me, I run my online, PowerFit Online, so I'm actually in the middle of a 21 day challenge myself with my clients, is I don't even give them a workout uh, guide. I did create a nutrition plan for them. But we do live classes and they, everything's in there. And I, I set up automatically like daily challenges that they have to do. Hey, you know, today's daily challenge is this. And then they get points for completing. And then at the end of the day, they have to post. I, I have a post in there that just says, uh, comment below with a screenshot of your, your meal plan or your, your, your fitness app. So like using MyFitnessPal, what are your last results? So I can see your calories and your macros that you, you're able to, to finish for the day. 
So everything's done through your Facebook group or Trainerize. I personally try to, to steer on a Facebook group because it's a great way to have a community. And I will go in there live every, every day or I already create a video that shows up every single day that they can do. There's so many different ways that you can do it. But you could do it by email, but I just personally don't. I keep everything interacting in one platform. So that way that I don't have some people going by email, some people going by the Facebook group. I just keep it one different place. One thing that I've tested out for this challenge, which has been awesome, is I've been using Voxer and, uh, for it. So all my people in my challenge, they're connected to my Voxer. I set up a group and I am giving them like tips every single day, some motivation. Hey, make sure you guys register for your class. Hey, make sure you guys do the daily challenge. Hey, make sure you guys post your uh, fitness log for the day so that we can see it and, they, and just kind of stay on track with it and answering questions and getting inter, in, interaction with the clients through that platform as well. And that, that's been a lot of fun. I actually get a little bit more from that than I did in the Facebook group with previous challenges because it's directly, it's right on their phone and it shows up as a text message and notification. So they're seeing it right away and they're hearing my voice. And it's really simple for me. It saves me time because I can be out with my family walk away and just do it like a walkie talkie, talk to them and get the message and they're all hearing it at the same time. So it's cool. definitely been really helpful, but it's just getting creative on how, how to make your customer experience better. But mm -hmm. for the most part, that next step video that you post and pin to the top, when they first get to your Facebook group is crucial because that mm -hmm. next step video, you're talking about the expectations of what they need to do and what to expect for your challenge. Hmm, that's good. For the $50 that you mentioned, what's the price ranges that you've seen? Or do you recommend the $50 for a very intro challenge? Yeah. So most of the people that are doing like a 21 days there, I've seen like 28 bucks up to usually 28 or 47 bucks is going to be like the, the main thing. 47 is like the main thing that they do. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand too, when you're doing this challenge, you, you have a lot of it automated that you're not spending one-on-one -on -one time. You're do your, your weekly group Q&A. You may have the PDF or you're doing it all in the Facebook group. So you're not creating like a, you know, customized meal plan or workout plan for each individual person with that. So you may have different workout videos. Hey, here's today's challenge here uh, video. Here's today's workout video or whatever it may be. And just kind of getting creative on that. So you can keep it at a lower tier for that reason, because a lot of it's going to be more group setting versus a personalized thing. If they want a personalized thing, Hey, let's get on a call and discuss what our program looks like. Mm -hmm. And then do clients go in there expecting maybe not personal as one-on-one -on -one calls, but like oversight, how do you balance that? Like, because that would take up a lot of energy if they expected the coach to kind of look at all their, what they ate every day and kind of respond. How much is expected during these intro challenges for response and activity in the Facebook group? For any coach that's looking to do a challenge and even for your business period, whether you're selling your high ticket, it is super important that you set the ex expectations ahead of time. So people know what they're getting and what they're, what, what they can receive. So in your next step video or in the expectations that you're giving for your onboarding process, you need to be very clear of what they're getting. So if they're not getting customized meal plan or overview or audit of what they're, what they're eating and stuff like that, then make sure you're clear on that. For me, I will do like, Q and a, or after a class that we have, I ask them, Hey, does anyone have any questions that we can do to be able to help you? And then it opens up some discussion. Yeah. Like one person may have not eat a lot of protein. So they're substituting with something else. And then we discuss what that, that may look like the different protein options. If you want to have success with it, you just need to make sure you're very clear on the expectations that you give ahead of time. 
Yeah, that's totally true. And I'm really curious about your challenge because you do classes and it sounds like you're really able to get a lot of engagement. Could you walk me through your overall funnel of how you get people since these are cold leads? I'm I'm assuming this is a similar challenge, intro challenge. You're not charging too much, but you're able to maintain that activity level through mainly, is it Facebook uh, group live classes? Is that... No, so I don't, nope, I do it straight through Zoom. So the two tools that I use is Calendly. They have to book their class and then, and then Zoom. So if they don't book a class, then they're they're not going to be able to get in. And then I do stream it live in the Facebook group once we get in the class, just so if they miss the class, they can go back and watch it again Mm -hmm. and and follow through and do it that way. But yeah, so I, I, to be able to sell it, I created a simple funnel for the challenge. I have my current clients. They shared it out to their friends and family. And I did everything organically. I didn't do any paid ads. You can do paid traffic. I have some clients that does pay traffic to their, their funnel for their opt-in page and then to, to that. I just personally haven't done so myself. But yeah, the, I just keep it really simple. Everything's done my Facebook group. And then they book a call using Calendly. I use Zoom to host my live classes. So I use my computer. I hook it up to uh, my TV, so I'm able to look at that. I have a home gym set up in my basement, so I, I demonstrate the exercises and kind of lead them through the workout. I use Boxer throughout the week to kind of keep them accountable and uh, and keep that communication going. But and then I then I track different activity for our our point system that we use. Oh, tell me about the point system. So my my whole thing, even though it's like a weight loss challenge, that's not the focus of the challenge. The For my challenge, the whole thing is getting people into a better routine to be able to show up and take action every single day. So mm-hmm. like if they could, and it, a lot of it's an honorary system, but if they completed our daily challenge and they comment below our post, they get one point for that day. If they post their food log underneath our post on that day, then they get a point for that. Come into a live class, they get a point for that. For a percentage weight loss, they get a point for every percentage weight loss. And then then I tally out the winners at the end to figure out how it was. And I do a cash price. Oh, what's a cash price? So I take a percentage off the total profits that we did. So it, it can vary depending on how many people we have in that challenge. And then I'll, so I'll say, okay, this is my big pot of how many people have actually are participating. So let's just say it's 500 bucks is the pot. I'll give a uh, first place. They'll get 60%. Then second place will get 25%. And then third place will get the, the rest. So I think it's like 15%. Okay. So, but I, yeah. So I, I know most of the people that I, that run a challenge, they'll do about a $500 cash prize, but you have to understand too, when you run your challenge, the challenge isn't supposed to be a moneymaker thing. The mm-hmm. challenge itself is a, is just to feed in more leads to, yeah. so you can gain more trust to sell them to your high ticket program. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Okay, so so did you say the five hundred dollar pot is already the profit that you've assigned to the prize, and you've actually made some money just to break even on your time in marketing? Yeah, or- so I'll I'll figure out whatever like whatever I need to pay myself for my time and my marketing and whatever I spent, and I just threw out five hundred dollars. I, I I mean it may be more, maybe less. I just threw it for easy math, but. Let's just say like, you know, you got 20 people in your challenge and you're selling it at 50 bucks, figure out what your cost may be. Like how much do you value your time? It's like, okay, I know I need to make this much money for my time. And then I do this. Or if you want to give some more money that you didn't make that much money, but you still want to get 500 bucks, then give away 500 bucks. But let's just say you take a percentage. So uh, let's say for every person that signs up, you want to take 40% and put it towards the winning pot. Mm-hmm. So I take 40%, put it towards the winning pot. And then whatever's in that pot that then I break it down to first, second, third place. 
Mm. So uh, first, second, third of like that 40% or that Yeah, so 40% from. goes into one big pot and then mm-hmm. say that big pot out of 40% from all the people that are participating is 500 bucks. Then I would take the percentage, like I'll take 60% for first place, 25 and then 15. I see. And how do you promote your challenge if you're not sure how much the prize is going to be? Because I remember when we spoke about events, you were like, you got to have a big prize. And I was like, yeah, I got to have a big prize. But if you don't know how many people are going to be in your challenge, and let's say you're not, you know, like, what if you're worried? What if I don't get a lot of people? How do you promote the prize still to attract people? So two different things. So when I talk about the big prize, that's for a one day event. And I still do that. So it's like a thousand dollar prize giveaway that you, you do of value for the one day events. And, and I'll still do one day events virtually as well. It's not just in person, you know, we had to pivot. So identify that threat and you got to pivot online. So you just got to get creative with different things. But for, for the challenge itself, it's identifying, you have to identify who your target market is first. So it's like the, I help statement. Like I help who's this type of person without what, and what's the desire and what's the method. So you need to, you know, identify who those are and figure out what it, what the hook is for it. So if you're a coach that helps people with weight loss, well, you're going to run a 21 day challenge based off of weight loss. And it could be a simple hook of just saying, Hey, you know, are you looking to lose 10 pounds over the next 21 days? Join our 21 day challenge for this. Click here for more information or whatever it may be. And, and you spice it up in, in the funnel with different hooks and different offers and bullet points to be able to get them in there. But if you're not a weight loss coach and you're strictly on strength training, have a different hook that's based off of that. This is what your challenge is based off. If you're a vegan coach, nutrition coach, then it's going to be based off that. So everyone's is, could be a little bit different. Um, and it, it goes back to like building your email list. So focus on having your opt-in funnel to be able to build your email list so that way you can retarget to those people. So when you have a challenge, you can say, hey, we're starting our 21-day challenge. Click this and, and go. You can run paid traffic if you want to. I personally don't run paid traffic. I have, I, I'm very highly active on Facebook and, and inside different groups where I offer different uh, value and stuff like that as well as getting them into my homepage where they can see who I am. And then even leveraging my current clients. And I, I run incentives for them. I have a referral program for them to go out there and do it. So I, I have an affiliate program where I call them ambassadors for my clients where they actually get paid a percentage for any referrals that signs up under their affiliate link. And mm-hmm. I, set, I set all that up. So you know I, I have clients that get paid for every referral they do. And all they do is share share our program and share our challenge. So you can get creative with multiple different ways. But first off, you got to identify who your client is and what your, what's the big promise that you want to give them. Yeah. So you give them affiliate link and some, t- some of your clients actually make, I think you were saying. Yeah. So if I have some of my clients that set up as on my ambassador program, which my ambassador program is an affiliate type program set up through ClickFunnels and they get their own unique URL that they can share that goes to our funnel for sign up with the challenge. So when they sign up using their unique URL, they're paid a percentage off of the total sales made from that, from that link that they shared. Nice. Is that automatic? Like, is it through PayPal? How do they, since I'm assuming some people aren't like a lifetime affiliate, they just kind of send it to some friends. So setting up, I'm sure shouldn't be complicated. Yeah. Well, it depends on, on the trainer and how they have their funnel set up. You do have to have a ClickFunnels 297 package to set up the affiliate program to do that. But then there, there's several different ways. I mean, it gets a little bit more technical on how to set up because you got to set up like affiliate pages and links on the funnel itself for them to be able to do it. Then they have to register. And then I, I pay them through PayPal, which is automatic okay. through ClickFunnels. So ClickFunnels okay. tells me how much commission someone gets. It automatically tells me, hey, mm-hmm. this person owes this. This is what's due next week or whatever. 
then I mm -hmm. go in there, hit pay, and then it, it's it's linked to my my uh, PayPal account, and then I shoot some some money over to theirs. Oh, nice. Okay. And did you say that it's your customers, like your just regular customers who are in your challenge, or your trainer customers that are affiliates? No, these are my fitness clients. So these are actually my um, people part of my fitness program. So these are clients okay. that are in my classes working out. They're part of my fit, my affiliate program. Okay. And how much do you give them that gets them excited? This is very interesting to me. I'm very aggressive with it and I give them 40%. Oh, wow. And how yeah. many people like have you seen take advantage and really like make it a priority to promote your challenges? I have, I mean, I have a solid core group of probably five strong people that, that do it, but I have other people that would further, they're not part of my ambassador affiliate program, but they'll go out there and still tell their friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I also, I also haven't pushed my affiliate program that much. So if, if I did, I could grow it a little bit more. So you have to understand my, my personal fitness business is something I do for fun. I'm, I'm not out there looking to, to grow it, to be really big. My, my main bread and butter and core business is my uh, fit pro funnels. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Still interesting, like how you're making it work, because whether you want to, you get happiness dollars or US dollars or whatever, it's, you still want to get people there. Yeah. So do you turn those clients, the, the trainer, the challenge clients also into high ticket clients? Or you at that, you kind of, what, what do you do with them there? No, I just run classes. So I, I have a very low ticket program with there. My fitness business is not a high ticket program. It mm -hmm. is just something that I'm doing for fun and I love it and I get paid for doing what I love. So it's, it's, I originally, I shut down my fitness business in 2016 when I moved from St. Louis to Virginia and, and I started the online PowerFit online just out of client, old clients reaching out to me, asking me for help. And mm -hmm. then it just kind of evolved to what it is right now. And I've, I've been enjoying it and it's something that that I love and yeah, I would love to grow it, but it's just not my, my primary focus right now. So for going to a high ticket program right now, that's not what I plan on doing. I would love to just kind of teach classes and help you and run simple challenges and uh, just kind of filter people that way. And it's, it's just, it keeps it simple. So my, like I said, my core business is my fit pro funnels and my coaching business. Got it. Got it. And, but I bet like, it just, it helps you with your clients. So I oh, yeah. bet like essentially it helps you with your, your focused business. Oh yeah. 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 It, def it definitely allows me to be able to relate because, and with the, with the marketing saying, okay, this is what I'm doing and it works. Yeah. So anytime I put out the funnel or anytime I do whatever and I have it active it, and I market it, it works, but I've yeah. just been doing everything organically. I haven't done any paid traffic for any of my businesses yet. Yeah. And that was really interesting. I actually had one more follow-up question. I totally know that your challenge is not like your focus. You mentioned points. Yeah. Do you just count them manually? Because it can be a little overwhelming over 20, even 21 days to just, you know, it's people want to win this prize. Yeah, I have it uh, very simple. I use a Google spreadsheet mm -hmm. and I have formulas set up. So I actually go through and just at the end of the day, all right, who did this log? And I just go through, here's the name, boom, one point, one point, one point. And then here's the food log. Here's who showed up for class. And then it automatically calculates it. And then for weight, I, I actually make them send me their weight every week. And then with, I have automatic forms that I send them that makes them send me some pictures and stuff like that. And then at the beginning and end, I'll just track like the percentage of the weight loss that they had. And then that will fully calculate. So 
it really doesn't take a whole lot of time for me to calculate all their points per day is probably less than 10 minutes hmm. to be able to yeah. do. I can give up 10 minutes to calculate the points. It's not that hard. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Yeah, um, I just, well, and I was also curious for your own, I don't, you know, test business just to see how the, the current fitness industry is. And also for your clients, I've seen that you've talked about uh, free and you're, you're all about, well, for you, what works for you is not paid marketing. And I have seen it work for client, my interviewees, but it just seems tricky at times just because of reach and how do you, so what are your tips or what have you seen maybe for your, your uh, coaching clients have worked for non-paid marketing strategies online? Yeah. Well, I'm actually building a course showing you about this. So I don't want to give away all the strategies yet because, but when, when I have it, I'll, I'll post it out there for people to do it. But I, I strictly use Facebook and I'll, I'll kind of give a little bit of tips on what they can do. But essentially you need to, you can't just do cold DMs and thinking that people are going to buy and want to opt into your list. You got to be able to publish often, know what your message is and being consistent with it. So, and, and you can't just post off the whim, like doing booty pictures or pictures of you working out or, or any of this stuff is not going to cut it. People are sick of seeing that stuff. They don't want, they don't care about you working out in the gym, showing you doing bicep curls or doing squats. Yes, you can work out. It's great. But, but that's not, that's not what's going to sell to your audience. So it goes back to the, I help statement. Who, who, who is it that you want to help? What is the method? What is the desire that they want to do? And you need to be talking about that on a regular basis because people need that education. They need to see, okay, yeah, I can see that they can work out. I can see that they can do a, de a 300 pound deadlift or whatever for squats and, and you know, bench press 500 pounds, whatever it may be. That, that to them, that doesn't matter. That's not helping them. That's not giving any type of value. You got to give valuable content. So everything that you post needs to be strategic and it needs to be purposeful, shareable, and likable. If it's not purposeful, if it's not shareable, and if it's not likable, then you shouldn't be posting it and have a plan of what you're going to be posting. That's just the basic part. But your, your main Facebook page needs us to be set up like a landing page. So just like you would like an opt-in funnel, before they start scrolling through, they need to be able to know who you are, what you do, and, and a call to action and how you can help them. And that goes with your banner, your picture, your, you know, it goes with your, your featured image, all those different things before they start going through a scroll, what do they need to do to go there? So when people are going to your house, which is what I call your home page, are they going to be able to know and identify who you are? Are they going to be able to know what you want them to do and how you can help them? Because mm -hmm. posting pictures of you working out is not purposeful. It's not shareable. And it's not likable. Why am I going to share something that someone else is working out or doing a bicep curl or doing whatever? Why am I going to like it? Okay. Yeah. I may like it, but it looks good. You look pretty great. And you're a friend of mine. I'll give you that support, but you have to look at that as a very strategic thing. But the, the, the main thing is, so you got your main page completely set up and it's set up like a landing page. Then you need to identify who you are, your likes, your dislikes, your hobbies, and find different groups of where of those different things. It's not necessarily groups of where my, my perfect client is hanging out. That is important, but you need to identify the groups of things that you can relate to and talk about. And then when you're in there, you need to elevate other people and not make it about you. And then from there, you become a social leader, which is going to be the name of my program, but it's social leadership, establish that authority figure. So people learn to come to you with more questions and answers. And then you, you eventually feed them into your group. And if you do this, strategically and if you do it right and you show up every single day and you are constantly pouring in value people are going to want to know more about who you are and what you, what you can do to help them and then it's going to compound effect where people are going to start coming to your page 
liking more stuff, commenting on more stuff, asking you questions, getting in your DMs, and then it's going to organically start building relationships because you could do pay traffic, but those are a lot harder to close to a high ticket than it is doing it organic, organically and establishing yourself as being a social leader in these different groups. Mm-hmm. So the different groups, are those Facebook groups? Yep. I do everything Facebook alone. And the, okay. reason why, the reason why I push on Facebook versus Instagram is because Facebook is about community versus Instagram. There's no community aspect there. Yeah, you can follow hashtags and stuff like that and get people to follow you. And I think a lot of people do really, really well on Instagram. But for me personally, I have found most of my success and a lot of people that I see having success online are getting it from Facebook. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I'm, and I'm teaching this method because this is how I went from $0 to sales to $189,000 in sales in four months. Mm. And when you said you went from that, are you talking about for your coaching business? This is for my coaching and funnel business. So you're saying like Facebook groups, like literally the Facebook groups where people, you have to either public or private, you join and you're trying to be present, present there and just talk about what people are asking and not yourself. Yeah. Well, the main thing that you want to do is you want to show up to these groups every single day, probably once or twice a day, not spending a lot of time because you want to make sure that you are being, you you want to be a producer, not necessarily someone that's consuming everything. So be a producer of different stuff. But my main role when you're in these different groups is to, is to not talk about you or what you do. These groups think about it as like a party. You're going to a place you want to go there and, and offer value and be part of the party and contribute to what they're, what they're, other people are saying. Because the one thing that people value most in life is going to be their own personal name. And, and if, if you can elevate them as a person and what they're talking about and what they have to give, let's just say someone posts about their son, Johnny, just scored their first goal at soccer practice. Well, you're in a group that talks about maybe it's a mom group. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, a, like a sports group or whatever. Share that excitement. Talk about it. Maybe talk, uh, comment on it and comment a little bit about like your experience and and uh, you know something awesome about little Johnny scoring his first goal, and just kind of praising them because the whole goal is to get people get your face showing up all the time and at the top of that group every single day, so <laughs> that way you are constantly being seen as an authoritative figure in that group, and eventually people start wondering, are you the admin of the group? But the the thing is, you're not talking about you. You're not going to be posting anything about your business because when you do that, it's a turnoff, and you may get some people that like it and comment on it, but majority of the time people are just going to disregard it. So make it about them rather than about yourself. And then the magic will happen over time to get them into your DMs, into your home. So these are just groups, not necessarily weight loss groups. These are just like Minnesota moms, like just, they're not even trying to lose weight. And then when you, you're saying when you respond to someone, someone scored a goal and you're like, Whoa, that's great. That's all you say. You don't, it's, so it's really your face that becomes the brand. So, so here's the thing first. If you, if, like what, what I said first is you got to identify you and who you are. Uh, what are your likes, your dislikes, your hobbies, and things that you're passionate about that you can talk about over and over again and, and keep that conversation going. And when you are in these, that's why it's important to find groups that you can relate to. Let's just say you enjoy gardening. Well, you're going to find different groups in gardening because you could talk over and over again about gardening. But it's also twofold. So it's about things that you can relate to, but also things that have these groups that have your perfect client. And you have to identify who that is as well. Mm-hmm. But when you're in these groups, you're talking about gardening, you're talking about different things, and you're establishing that relationship and that connection because you got to get to the core of establishing that relationship first and people will be able to trust you before they're going to talk to you about your services. 
Mm-hmm. You mentioned twice a day. How much time should someone max out in these groups? You know, for me, after I do my morning uh, routine and stuff like that, I probably spend maybe 10 minutes just going through all my groups, seeing, seeing all the, the newest posts. I comment and like on all of them. And then I may look at them once in the middle of the day. And then at nighttime, I go back and check, see if there was anything new. And, and that's it. I mean, I all together, cumulatively, I probably don't spend more than 20 minutes a day. But responding, doesn't it, I mean, how many responses do you, maybe time per response, do you try to get since that does take time to write a good response? Well, it depends on how, what's important to you. So mm-hmm. is it important to you to get the perfect response or is it important to you just kind of get your, get your face and your name out there still give a valuable response. But remember, it's not about you and elevating you. It's about them. And it shouldn't take that long. How do you have a conversation? And that, that's why it goes back to like things that you're passionate about. And it doesn't need to be a really thought out response. Like if you're, if you're sitting at coffee with a girlfriend and having a conversation and she says something, are you going to spend a lot of time to contemplate thinking how you're going to respond back to them? No, mm-hmm. you're going to be really quick and be like, oh, wait, you know, I have a comment about this, this, and this. It can be really simple. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. I mean, it, it would take you less than one or two minutes to respond to every, every single post. It's, mm-hmm. not that, it's not that hard. Some okay. posts are going to, some posts will be, three-word responses, some of them may be a little bit longer. You may create uh, a little note on your phone that you can copy and paste different things and, and customize it a little bit that you want, all different stuff. Because like a common question people in different groups that I have is like, how do I get more leads online? Okay, well, then I'll have my standard post that I'll say that goes there. And then it, it, gets, it gets them looking at me a little bit more for that. And then I'll personalize it a little bit more for who they are. So you could do different stuff like that too. But honestly, I, I would focus on getting it out there focusing on more being a producer and not necessarily a consumer and just getting your stuff out there. How many groups would you suggest someone to kind of start with? Depends on the engagement of the groups. So like I, ideally you want to find like 10 different groups uh, that you can be in and then really nail down to like the, the top three to five most engaging. Do you also look at number of people in the group? Cause if that doesn't really matter. You can have 15,000 people in a group or more and only two people are highly engaged, or you're going to have a group that has a hundred people and everyone's engaged. Hmm. So I try to stick with the ones that are most engaged. I don't really care about the number of people in the group. And sometimes your answers are going to be able to lead back to what you offer. Do you try to still limit that? Or if it happens to be, you do like, how often do you try to just like social media, you try not to promote yourself too much. If it goes back to my offer, I never post it on the page. It's always in the DMS. Oh, okay. All right. So I, I, would, I would send them a friend request and then I shoot them a DM and I'll just reply to the comments saying, Hey, you know why I just shot you a DM? Check your, check your inbox. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, what I've experienced is that Facebook business pages don't have a lot of reach. And so personal pages, a lot of trainers are basically using that or let me know what your experience is. So is it, so you're posting as your personal self, right? And then it just becomes your name and your little picture that's really becoming memorable. Is yeah, that- one thing, if you, are in a, if you are looking to become an entrepreneur, you need to look at social media as business media. And it's not a place for you to be out there and consuming a ton of information. You're there for one purpose, and that's to give and serve others. And, and, and you use that platform to be able to help you do that, which ultimately can help you get more leads and grow your business. But what, depending on what your message is, your Facebook page, when people go to your personal page, needs to reflect that. If you go to my personal page, you'll see right off the top of the bat who I am, what, what I do, and that, what I can do to help you. I mean, mm-hmm. right, right from the very first, first thing. 
and that's what it is. And I do post some personal stuff, but I limit it. Like I, I try to keep a balance between some personal because I want some people to know, yes, I got a family. I got a beautiful wife. I have uh, two kids, another baby on the way and, and different stuff like that. So, but mm -hmm. I don't post a, a ton about business. I always think about, is it purposeful, shareable, and likable? And I focus on main key topics of what I want to be able to share. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I, I stick to it. So I, I'm not all over the place with what I'm posting. So when people go to my page, they know they're going to get something of value and not just some fluff. Nice. So my closing question is, and you've shared so much incredible information. I think a lot of people could really get started today is what three top things do you try to keep in mind to, to make that post shareable, likable, valuable, since I think we often run out of topics at times or feel like we're, we're saying the same thing. Don't, don't eat this many carbs. You know, what would you advise on that? Well, it, it goes back to having a strategic uh, plan. And one thing that I do for myself is I create a seven by seven grid and the seven by seven grid is, you know, at the top of the, of the grid, I have seven problems that my clients usually face. And I, I put that at the top and then I'll have different things on the side. So let's just say one problem that people face is weight loss. So that's the one problem. And in this column, I have seven different things that I can talk about. So uh, for weight loss, I'm going to tell something about my story and that's going to be right there. Then I'm going to talk about something, a client's story. I'll give like a celebrity type experience based off of weight loss using this type of method. I'll do, I'll talk something about us, like a stat or fact about weight loss. I will talk, I'll, there'll be a myth, like someone that talks about uh, a myth. I'm going to break about weight loss that that's pretty much someone's, you know, it's, it's an objection that people usually have. It could be like what, not how questions. So like, give people five tips on, on how to lose weight. You're giving the step-by-step -step report on doing it, but you're not necessarily giving them all the how of what they need to do, but you're giving them like a report. And then you have like an engagement question uh, based off of weight loss. So, you know, like an engagement question could be how old were you when you at your best weight, you know, type thing to get more engagement. But what you do is you have those topics on the side, but for every single one of those questions that you do, you would do that same process. So if it's weight loss, if it's nutrition, uh, talk about nutrition or if it's keto, then you go through, okay, what's your story about this nutrition? What's a client's story? What's a success story? What's a celebrity story? What's a fact? What's a myth? What's all those different things. And when you're done with that seven by seven grid, you essentially have 35 pieces of content that you can rotate through on a regular basis. So that, that, that's what you really want to focus on is because when you identify those different problems and you're talking about it all the time, you got to know what your message is and you got to be consistent with your message. And that's going to help you be, being consistent with what you're talking about, what you, with the problems you want to be able to face. So some people do like teach five by five grids. I know Craig Ballantyne, and that's kind of where I got a lot of the, the systems and the idea from, because he teaches a five by five grid method and mine's the same thing. I just make it seven by seven, just because I think there's other topics that I like to, to get out there, but you can't go wrong with either one. Both of them are, are really awesome to be able to do that. But you, you know, in your questions, you know, it just, it's different all the time because you don't want always to have, I, I like to always have something like a hook story and offer, you know, you have your hook that's going to get someone involved in, then you got a little bit of story and the story can be a couple words or facts or sentence. And then you got to offer and your offer doesn't need to be by this. It could be a call to action. Hey, comment below. Let me know what you think. Or give me a thumbs up. Let me know what you think. Hey, hit that like button. If you like this post type thing. So you got your hook, you got your story, you got your offer. And, and always remembering that is it within the, is it purposeful, is it shareable and if it's likable? Hmm, that's great.
Really great tip. So I know that you coach business fitness coaches who want to grow their, their business. How can people reach you if they want to talk to you more? Yeah. So the best place is going to be on Facebook. You just look me up at JR Spear or okay. uh, find me at Fit Pro Funnels. And uh, you can find me on one of those. Should be a DM. I'm very friendly. If you just have a question or, or uh, an idea that you want to bounce off someone, I mean, I don't, the, the funny thing is I had, I had a client that was booking the call with me yesterday and she goes, well, how much is this call? And I was like, it's completely for free. Let's just jump on a call. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm, I'm not going to charge you for, for the call. I mean, where I, where I make my money at is building your, your funnels and, and your services and doing that coaching. So if I can give free advice and be able to help someone get started to, so they can grow their business, that's valuable to me because then I'm impacting them, which in return, they're able to impact way more people. Love it. That's great. Well, definitely reach out to JR. He's super friendly. And thank you for all that great information. I was definitely inspired. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end dot C-O. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnessecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.